um, I thought it would be useful to at least um, report my personal experience of going through COVID. Um, it's not at all like I thought it would be. And even though it's been nearly three weeks now, I still feel its influence. It's not like having a cold where there's a sequence of symptoms and you pass through it in a week or 10 days. It's not at all like that. It has um, a very distinct individuality to it. Um, other people at the same time had different kinds of symptoms. I had specific symptoms that to me were very specific about what I needed to feel. While at the same time, there was also something universal to it. Um, I would say this, um, COVID is not the problem, nor is any other virus in the past or the future the problem. My opinion is that it is the byproduct of the environment that we have created with ourselves, each other, and nature. This is a law of attraction event, giving us the opportunity to change our interior responsibility, feeling, experience, and eventually our belief systems about how we treat everyone. So my experience of it is a little bit unusual, of course. Um, I have a way of wanting to stay present to what's occurring. And I had some very personal, difficult moments, and I'm still not out of it three weeks later. My partner that I'm living with got the um, COVID about three or four days before me. And obviously, I was infected by her. In the process, she started out going through a completely different set of symptoms. I had a completely different experience because I tested negative in the first three days. And during that first three days, I could feel the influence slowly arriving. I mean, excruciatingly slow, like one inch every hour or two. What I mean by that is, is I could feel it with my astral spiritual body as it was gradually enveloping me through the outer boundaries of my astral body. I thought that was pretty unique. It moved very slow. I could detect it from about 12 to 15 feet away, and it gradually came inward. As it came inward, it actually occupied an outer diameter of my spirit body, like the, the magnitude of my furthest ability to feel, 
and it actually stabilized something in that field that created something of a lens. So it's almost like an umbrella. Well, through that umbrella, I had an ability to see into the spirit world, which I've experienced before, but not like this. This was aided by this event. In that process, while I'm having absolutely no physical symptoms, it was quite clear. And in one part of it, I, I had about 12 hours of continuous verbal, mental, telepathic download explaining the function of the COVID and some of the things to do. But I must tell you, I can't remember 90% of it because it just went on and on. In the process of going through this, there was a unusual experience I had trying to feel the vibration of the COVID. And initially, I could feel no vibration. It's not like anything in nature that would have a specific vibration. There was something else involved in the experience. What was involved in this is there was a tiny pinpoint of light activating within me, but I noticed that that light was actually uh, a thin line, like an arc. And then I noticed that that arc extended out of my field, across the planet, and kept going. So it was like a point of light a string line arcing across the solar system and through the galaxy. Then I could see the wavelength. The wavelength had a wavelength of approximately the distance between Earth and Mars, meaning a very long, slow wavelength, not any kind of wavelength that you would think of in light or in nature or in the physical parameters of the world, this was a very powerful, very distinct. It had consciousness, it was aware. It did not have any desire to be compassionate, to care, to communicate. It was not doing the communication that I was receiving. That was being facilitated by spirits on a higher level wanting to help me get something out of this. But this single pinpoint was quite revealing because it had an agenda. The agenda was very clear. Seeking perfection. The continuous seeking of perfection. And what it was part of is since the very beginning of creation, the Big Bang, the universe itself is seeking perfection. It's quite unique because this line seemed to go on for not tens of thousands of years, but millions of years, so that the actual experience of what this was doing was actually engaged in the continuous improvement 
of not only mankind, but all other species. So this was the interior motivating force of the continual evolutionary perfection of all things, that anything that stuck in a place was, well, changed. And that would apply even the solar system itself one day would change, the galaxies will change, all galaxies will change, along the line of a single issue, which was seek perfection. Then things changed for me. The upper boundaries that I had used as a lens so conveniently closed. And then one by one, the layers of my etheric and spiritual body began to close. I had no control over any of it. Until eventually, I found myself down in my pelvic cavity. And the only way I can describe it, I was in the bones of my spine. At the very bottom of the coccyx. And I realized I was inside the bone tissue and I had no capacity whatsoever for about a week to go anywhere else. I couldn't think, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't visualize, I couldn't redirect anything, I could control nothing. The only thing I could do was experience being in this very small place, which was, well, the equivalent of being inside of a four or five foot geode, crystalline geode, down in the bone structure, and it was all one girl. By that I mean it was all about will. It was all about developing a cohesive desire to seek perfection in my will. I had no direct capacity to do anything other than experience a regular change in my physical symptoms. Luckily, for whatever reason of preparation or otherwise, my lungs were fine. I had no difficulty in my lungs, my breathing, my throat. I had no difficulties, some congestion later, but almost nothing. I had a series of other physical symptoms and the worst one for me was whole body ache or pain. Meaning at one time or another in different sequences, nearly all of the nerves of my muscular tissue in, in connection to the ligaments and so on were in pain. Some of the pain was excruciating to the point where I could not sleep for about two days. Then it's gone. It moves into a different type of physical symptom in a different location. I no longer had the same type of whole body pain, but I had a whole body pain in my muscular system, but not in my nervous system. This COVID experience for me was very much a nervous system experience and still is. Gradually, after about 10 days, I could make some movement out of my one girl bone will location 
and start to have an ability to move myself slightly, very slightly. Because what I found was it required me to close my eyes. Whether laying down or setting up, the easiest way for me to go through the experience was simply to close my eyes. I did my best because I was mobile. I wasn't bedridden. I could get up, I could sit up, I could go outside, I could sit in the sun, I could drink plenty of liquids, so I took all kinds of herbal medicines to help me go through the process. And I really feel like I had, quote, an easy experience of it. Because I had no other difficult things like the breathing function or the throat function, which is true for some people. Took me a little while to realize I lost my senses. Well, I didn't lose my eyesight, though there were certainly moments when I doubted it. I didn't lose my hearing that I know of, but I did lose my sense of smell completely. I lost my sense of taste by about 80 to 90%, but it came back relatively quickly. My sense of smell has taken me almost three weeks to get back. And I, I kept measuring it because I would put myself in a sauna periodically and use eucalyptus oil, and at first I could smell nothing. Then gradually I, it came on to where I'm much better now at my sense of smell. But I would say this, the COVID does not have malice. It's not an invader. It's a direct response to our individual and collective law of attraction, creating within us the opportunity to deal with the things held by us within our own will and belief system that are causing damage to everything around us. It's not an invader. I know that's odd. It's more of an opportunity if we have the wherewithal, the knowledge or the understanding of how to use that moment to be able to convert our resistance into some degree of wanting to be, keyword, cooperative. The thing that is really suggesting in this whole thing is that human cooperation will ultimately be the way that we get through this. That was part of the long download is that it is human interaction is the ultimate medicine. Human interaction and how we respond to human interaction is not only our medicine, it's our opportunity. How I'm reacting. If I see the COVID as a fearful dangerous, heat-seeking missile of a virus that I want to fight against, I would be making a mistake. So I have my own personal feelings about it. it. I've completely changed my attitude and feeling about it. I would like to be cooperative with it. And I'm still seeking to understand the information or the repercussions about different symptoms I'm still having. I feel like there is a 
freight train of opportunity going right by me in this moment. And if I were to choose to engage in healthy, loving, coherent, cooperative processes, I might be able to utilize this moment where my entire field has been in flux. My entire body, nervous system and otherwise, not just the immune system function, my blood is in a state of flux. My subtle field, etheric, astral, and so on, spirit body function, is in flux. So I am working hourly now trying to engage my family tree function, trying to engage cycles and seasons, looking to be able to step into this trembling, lucid opportunity in a healthy way. So that's my basic experience of the COVID. And I also, and I don't wish to take sides, but I guess I need to in some way or another, I, I urge you not to try and poison everything. I don't recommend ivermectin or those things that are anti-parasitic, or it's like, if you will, in some way, it's like, carpet bombing the flora of the body, killing off naturally existent trillions of organisms while trying to suppress something that ultimately has a positive message. But I would say, do whatever you need to do to save a life, no matter what it is. Do whatever is necessary to deal with the symptoms that you're confronted with deal with the symptoms. I would suggest that there's a very good protocol of supplements before, during, and after, but it's really not about the supplements. It's about shifting my personal attitude about how I feel about other human beings, polarized or not. The obvious thing about the COVID, it is global but it's also taken us away from global connection and gradually down into smaller and smaller increments into our own home where we have to deal with our family and our personal attitudes about other people in our family. And we have to deal with it on the smallest diameter of one's own self. There is a benefit to this the individual opportunity to engage in personal responsibility in such a way as to change self and to be able to offer that change as a service into mankind. So I'm going to use this in the coming time period, especially around cycles and seasons, and I'm going to engage in the active principle of engaging with people who want to engage for the same purpose. What is that purpose? To elevate each other's capacity to experience life and to feel. To elevate each other by an intentional desire to want to know or feel or understand or communicate with somebody else who actually wants to receive that communication and exchange it. To me, it's very much like a figure eight. 
to give and receive for an intended purpose of elevating our health, well-being, understanding, consciousness, our camaraderie, our friendship, our fraternal capacity to give love. And that lists our immune system function, number five, and also increases our authentic individuality. So I'm interested in how to use all of this in an active, healthy way. There will be other viruses and other circumstances to arrive. The only question is, is how do we get through it? For me, the number one way is together. Now, that doesn't mean everybody. It would be nice if we could practice that with everybody. It's not realistic. I'm suggesting that you practice it with a handful of friends, maybe three, maybe five, if you're really lucky, eight or ten people who actually want to make an intentional effort to give and receive emotional support by whatever you want to call that, the willingness to receive without judgment, the willingness to be available to receive someone's attentions or affections, the willingness to share that. There is something of a unique mathematics. I might be, and I'm not, I might be energetically a capacity for 10. 10 of what? 10 of life force, circulation of life force. But if I really have a good friend to share my 10 with, and they share their 10 back with me, there is a math in there that may be 100. Not just arithmetic, but adding something more. If I add in a third friend, that's willing to do this with me, the other friend, and practice becoming over months an appreciative alliance for the purpose of elevating consciousness. You could call that love if you want, because eventually I think it does that. But the willingness to release, address, abandon, dissolve those false impressions in my own belief systems or self-protective facades that would prevent me from receiving from someone else. So I have to examine my motives for giving and my capacity to receive. So somehow or another, this is what my plans are. And I just thought I would share with you my COVID experience and how it's affected me. It has made me earnestly more zealous about connecting to people on a limited scale. Why limited? Because it really requires people who want to accept responsibility to give and receive with a specific person, not just people in general. Oh, I'm going to have compassion for all mankind. I'm going to care about all mankind. That's nice too. But on a one-to-one -one basis, it has the capacity to affect you physically in your life force and health. That physicalness can be translated into greater emotions, greater feeling, an increase of the love of truth, the authenticity to be a soul. 
it can be translated. You can multiply me. I can multiply you. Ten people practices this in a community will change a community. Several communities like that would change a country. So I'm interested in engaging in that enthusiastically and make it really more and more about people. To know, to care, and one day to love other people as my family, my actual spiritual family. So I'm back. I hope this is useful for some of you and not too annoying to others, but thank you for listening. Talk to you again.